Hi guys, you're listening to Real Life Scenarios with Nora and Tams. Hi guys. Welcome back to Real Life Scenarios. A podcast by two Londoners giving unprofessional advice. That's correct. We cover 21st century issues. Uh, <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyways, we cover 21st century issues. We cover current news and we listen to your dilemmas and try to give you guys advice. Um, so if you're new, hello, and if you're a long-time listener, welcome back. Yes. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to our chitter chatter. Chitter. Anyway, <laughs> what's happening with you? Nothing much. I am just so happy that it's cooled down. Just that weather was yeah. disgusting. <laughs> just disgusting. I knew we was going to talk about this because it's just a typical British thing to talk exactly. about. Exactly. And yeah, it was just horrible. And yeah, never again. I feel like I should yeah. vacate when we have that because I feel like it happens every year. At least one, like yeah. one week, we'll mm-hmm. have this really disgusting, sticky, humid weather, and yeah. we can't escape it. Fans do not help. I think a lot for those people that are, you know, probably thinking it's not even that hot. Thirty degrees. I don't know how much that is in Fahrenheit, but um, it w- <laughs> the UK is not made for no. that. Our houses are not made for that type of weather. We're more for insulation, you know, made, where we trap heat. Yeah, literally. You know? So that when they when it is hot, it's fucking boiling. When it shouldn't be like that, it shouldn't feel like it's suffocating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does, and that that's how it's been actually. And oh, I'm just so happy that it's gone in the lower twenties yeah, now. Yeah, I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. Uh, it's this is how it should be. Yeah, you know, like I would take a walk today, <laughs> and it was actually decent. Yeah, like. You know, I wasn't like sweltering and sweating. Like it was just so nice and breezy. Mm. Like this, this is my sort of weather. You know, I don't mind this. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And and also, you can sleep properly. Yeah, and it feels so much better. Duvet weather. I miss duvet weather. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. But um, anyway, how are you? Know. What's going on in your life yeah, right now? Nothing. <laughs> how exciting. <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. Um. My parents have obviously gone away on holiday, so just... Party at Nora's. <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, it's dead. It's so boring. Um, I don't know. I feel like I I hate doing the house duty stuff. Mm. It's so tiring. Like, I respect people that do that shit every day. It's too much yeah. for me. I don't know. I'm used to, I'm used to having everything done. You're so lucky. Me. I know that's going to sound so, like... You but know, why but not? You live I'm, with your parents. Why not just take advantage of it while you can? Because they probably want to do that stuff for you. You know? I mean, I this do. This is the thing. is My mum's not going to be like, oh, you do your own separate washing, for example. She just puts everyone's washing all in one go. Mm. And she's not going to cook food. And they'll be like, oh, you cook your own food. Unless I want to cook something else myself, then I do it. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, my mum cooks for everyone mm-hmm. and then if you want to eat something else eat something yeah else. <laughs> no my mom was like like when I was living with my mom it was exactly the same but she like made me at least put in my washing from that like, the age of 14 like she got me my own basket she's like oh, right this yeah, is no, for, this is for you now yeah in. no we did we didn't have that we had all our own baskets she wanted us to be kind of independent from a young age yeah. and I was well upset I was like what's going on I have to put my own stuff in a basket now are you joking <laughs> 
But like when it came to food, that's all right though. That's good. Yeah, it was okay. But like when it came to food and stuff, like she used to just make, you know, a few things, and then if you didn't eat, then you didn't eat. <laughs> you make your own yeah. food, and that's it. Yeah. And make I remember the days yeah. we used to like all of our sisters used to be so scared to ask my mum if we were allowed to have like fry up and stuff, like if we were allowed to turn the oh. oil fryer on. <laughs> oh my god, and we're like, okay, who's gonna ask? Who's gonna ask this time? Ask the eldest. Ask the youngest. You know, like it was all taking turns, yeah. and then we were so scared. <laughs> Moms can be scary when you're younger. Yeah, so we were like, okay, but now, you know, I'm going to do what the fuck I like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, to be fair, my mum is pretty chilled out. When she doesn't, I always clean, like, I clean my own room, I do all that kind of stuff, you know. I clean the house, you know, when I have to, be, you know, when I'm in the mood. Yeah. So she doesn't have to tell me to do anything. I do it myself. Does she redo the uh, cleaning, though? Like, once you've cleaned it, does she redo it? No, no, no. Okay, Unless good. she thinks I've never cleaned it. <laughs> oh, I see. So, for okay. example, let's say she's gone out and in the morning I felt like, oh, let me just hoover. And then she comes back and she starts hoovering because that's naturally what she does. Yeah. You know, she does it without thinking, I think. She goes to work, come home, and she does it everything in a routine every single day. Um... And then I have to tell her, oh, you know, I've cleaned it. She'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> fine. But yeah. um, no, no, she's... That's good. Yeah. She, I think when I was younger, though, she used to come in my room and be like, you need to clean your room. Mm. <laughs> and then when I used it. to go out, she used to come and tidy my room. I'm like, T- don't touch my room, you know, let yeah. me do that shit by myself. And then she stopped doing it. Yeah, um, you can never hide anything in your room. No. Nothing. I think she's, she has snooped. Yeah. I think she has snooped around. Not oh, okay. now. I think when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Well, the parents have the rights to, I believe. If you're yeah, living under their roof, so. <laughs> what are you doing under their roof? Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember, like, when I was younger, like, I used to ha- hide, like, my fags and stuff, like, under my mattress mm. or in, like, a drawer or something oh, like that yeah. or behind a bin, <laughs> like, or, like, you know, like, in your bin bag. So I'd take yeah. the bin bag out and put it underneath, like, in there. That is sneaky. Yeah, I know. But that's the stuff I had to do. Because obviously, you know, I wasn't allowed to do that stuff. And obviously. God if I got off court. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll well, never hear the um, end of it. Honestly, you probably get beats. <laughs> More than that. I'll get hung outside the window by my, by my foot. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, we talk about getting beaten up. But I think that's such a... F- I don't know if this is a British thing. Do, do English people beat their children? I think everyone is different. Because foreign parents, I guarantee you, you had a, like a belt on you one time. Oh, a good whooping, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like, I don't know, is that child abuse? <laughs> yes, Nora, it is child abuse, but it was a lot more... But we didn't see it as child abuse, I never saw that as child abuse. No, no. It's mad the way you think, it. like, it's just, I don't know, I never saw that as child abuse, but yeah, you'd get sometimes a belt. Or, you know... Don't remind me, please. I can't go back to that hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst that I had... Yeah, it was a belt. My mum threw her slippers at me. So, you know, the slipper throwing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, everyone knows that one. <laughs> and me and my brother used to try and dodge it all the time. It was so funny. Um, but no, that's it. I think the belt is the hardest that I've had. <laughs> mm, no, I don't remember. I had quite a few things. I can't really rate them from one to ten. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, but I never um, was like black and blue it was just like a spanking do you know what I mean yeah Um, I was never black and blue that's just that that's to me that is child abuse I think discipline Mm. is something different but obviously everyone is going to disagree or agree with this statement but I think you'll be surprised a lot of people our listeners are more or less our age and I think a lot of them got an ass whipping Mm -hmm. 
we come yep. from a different generation. Now it's about talking to your children, putting them in the naughty step, blah, 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 you know? Um, that's just a long that way around. Work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know how you can discipline someone. I mean, what did I learn from getting beaten up? I just learned to be scared. Mm, I learned to hide to better. Yeah. That's what I learned. So it's kind of like, it didn't really teach me anything. Mm, true. I didn't change anything. I just became sneakier. Is that even a word? Sneakier. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. So. I just became sneakier. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But yeah. But those okay. are the best well, days, right? Can we talk about just a quick second? Because obviously, our um, we haven't spoken about this yet. Um, Matt Hancock. <laughs> what about the geezer? <laughs> Um, you saw the video, right? I'm pretty I sure everyone has did. seen the video by now. Yes. Grabby, grabby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can we just take a moment to just think about this fucking government that has been telling us for the last two years, nearly, or has been two years, well, nearly, that, you know, don't go see this person, don't hug this person, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Yet he's been doing some bitch in a fucking office. I know, right? Uh, we've spoken on this on this podcast before. Do not get involved with colleagues. <laughs> exactly, right? Maybe he should listen but, to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe, listen, Matt Hancock, you fucking cocky all the time with your fucking... Did you know she was married? Yeah, with children. Mad. So they're both married. They've just both fucked it up. I hope they enjoyed themselves. Well, I don't know. I just <laughs> think... Um, I don't know. It got me angry at the time. I'm not going to lie. Because I'm like, really... Like, there were times where I didn't see my man for months because, you know, there was nowhere to go. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, So it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Just find that so annoying. These people are finding any other way to just, you know, get a little touchy-touchy. Yeah, and then they give um, the NHS 3% now. 3% rise, pay rise. Woohoo, such a shit pay rise. Went from but 1 to 3, like, well done. It's mad. Yeah, I don't know, I'm just... I'm angry. I'm angry at this whole, all of them. Mm-hmm. No, um, I know what you mean. A bunch it's of like really irresponsible, people. and like you should know. Like so, so, there's a conspiracy that he knew he was the one that put the camera there because he wanted to not have that job anymore. That's a conspiracy. Oh, that's bullshit. No one wants and to be framed like that. Well. I think his wife already knew. Do you think so? Yeah. I, how can you not? When your man starts changing his behavior, you just know. Mm. And and also, the fact, not only did he cheat, right, but he employed her, and her wages were like 15000 a year, right? So it's quite a low wage. But anyways, he employed her. Uh, there was no equal opportunity there. <laughs> <laughs> it was straight up conflict of interest. Let's just employ her because, you know, whatever they had going on. Mm-hmm. That is wrong. She was on 15,000? Think... Yeah. The role was 15,000. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was not, not a lot, you know, considering whatever she was doing. Of course, but yeah. I guess 15,000 to stay around in an office to fuck your boss, you know. Mm. And then she, she was married to a millionaire. You left a millionaire for Matt fucking Hancock. Yeah, well, that's desperate people for you. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I just thought... I've just, I don't know, I just wanted to let out a little bit of frustration on Matt fucking Hancock. But now he's gone, so all good. Uh, I wonder what he's going to do next, though, because surely he'll probably still stay in, in Parliament. Because I don't think you should be fired for cheating. 
I think he should. He obviously left. But that's not. But that's not what the issue was. It's the fact that he yeah, broke no, the rules. Yeah, no. But some people were saying he should be fired because he cheated. I don't think. No. Your personal issues should matter. Definitely not. It I think it's because you know? he broke the rules. They set these rules that no one should be interacting. He's the, two the health distance. secretary. So he's sh- he's the one that's making the rules about. He's just the one that should be health. setting an example. Yeah. I just think that I think most governments are corrupt anyway. They are. No matter which part you actually go for. Yeah. They're all fucked. They're all fucked. But yeah. Yep. Okay. Right. Let's do an Instagram question. Go ahead. So we got this question saying, um, changing the age of consent in the UK from 16 to 14. Have you heard about this? So yes, I have heard about this. So have, have I. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, no, it's way too young. Yeah, I think way it's way too young. too young. Even yeah. though they are children are having sex at that age, you know. Yeah. I I don't think the consent should be. I don't think it should be sixteen. I think it should be eighteen. I, I think it's yeah. I was just gonna say eighteen because what you can't. That's the age that you can buy fags and alcohol and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think it should you be the same. Clubbing. With, you can go clubbing. So yeah. why sixteen any different? Like this why is the would thing. you? I don't know why sex is different. You know. Mm-hmm. How do you know at 16? Well, like, I'm trying to take my myself back at 16. I thought I knew it all. Mm-hmm. I really did. But I didn't. I, I knew fuck all. I didn't know anything at all. Yeah, no. I know what you mean. But I think you're still young at that age. It's like, you're, you can still feel grown up. You can do all the grown up stuff. But you're still mm-hmm. mentally very young to yeah. be doing stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but this generation is changing. People are there's young kids at the age of twelve having sex. Yeah, oh, don't it scares me? It actually it, scares me. Yeah, and it. I mean, there's so many factors that contribute to that. But I think if the government was to change it to fourteen, and then someone gets raped, or someone not raped, let's just say someone at the age of fifteen then has sex or sixteen mm-hmm. with an older guy then that would be what considered as, oh, it's okay because she consented because the yeah. age of consent is 14. I can't no, believe No, I think it. that's so wrong. So wrong. And you know what's even more wrong is that recently the government signed, of, I think they agreed that the minimum for rape should be seven years or less, right? But Pretty Patel said that if you help an illegal immigrant, you can be sentenced to life in prison. Mm-hmm. Please make it make sense. I know, right? Make it make sense because it makes me me angry. Yeah. (laughs) It annoyed me as well. It's just ridiculous. So for rape, oh, we're just going to do a minimum of seven years, if that. Because it's hard to prove That's nothing. You know, yeah. You still come out young. Do you know what I mean? Also, I think, um, you know if someone commits rape, do they go on the sex offender list? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was reading an article yesterday on Ian, what's his name, when he killed those two girls back in, when we was like in school, in like year six, he killed those two girls, uh, the caretaker, he was the school caretaker. Oh. Ian Dudley. Or oh, yes, 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 name? yes, yes, I you know who you're about, yeah, yeah. So apparently, he used to be a sex offender, but he changed his surname, and that's how he was able to get a job in the school. No. Yeah, so they need to do something about that too. So if you're going to be convicted for rape, be a sex offender, be on the list or whatever, um, I think it should be made public. I think we should know where these people live. No, I totally agree. I can't believe that he managed to change his surname. Yeah, so he changed his surname. And that's why when he went to apply for the school, you know, as Mm. a caretaker, nothing showed up because 
he changed his name. Can't believe it. Because obviously they would have still done like a CRB check and all yeah, of that as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and nothing came up on him. So he was able to get a job in a school with young children. And then he killed two girls on the same day. So, yeah. It's sad, isn't it? Like, this shit is just happening in the world. And it's like, we just have no say. There's no protection for us anymore. Yeah, I know. This is the thing, especially for young, for our children, you know, young kids. I was reading on the, because I was looking at the consent stuff, right? And I was reading on the WHO organization, World Health Organization. And mm-hmm. they have an article on um, consensual sex, what that means, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I was reading through it, blah, 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 and found out that a lot of different countries have different ages for consent. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think in Kosovo, in my country, I think it's 14. Or it could be like 12. It's less. Okay. Um, same in Italy. It's very low. The UK is, you know, in the middle. It's not too high, but it's basically the same as a lot of European countries. Mm-hmm. Um, in America, it's 18. And that's one thing I respect them for. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's not bad uh, at all. And it might be, I, actually, I might be wrong. It might be different in different states. Because I know they've got different states. Oh, yes, and different true, laws true. Or they I have, know Bangladesh so. is 14. Yeah, so it's young. Mm. But the reason why I think it's young in other countries is because, first of all, their cultures are different. And in terms of what I mean by cultures, is they get married young. Yeah. Start your life crazy. young, innit? <laughs> they do. It's crazy. Like, they get married young. And to be fair, in my country, the girls are not, now not getting married as young as they used to. Mm-hmm. They're changing a bit. They're becoming more a bit more westernized. Um, so a lot of them are waiting till they're like early 20s. <laughs> wow. Well, I know that Bangladesh, like, I think the last pff, couple of years or something, they've approved death penalties for rapes. Really? Mm-hmm. That's so good. I know. I know. Um, that's so good. Yeah. So that's one thing I'm really happy about. I think it's, oh, I could be wrong in Nigeria or I'm not too sure. There's a country in Africa where they basically, if you're convicted of rape, they put this thing um they chop off the man's pee pee or they Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's also I don't know if it's Nigeria again. I don't know why it keeps popping in my head Nigeria, but it, it's somewhere where they, they there's there's a device where a woman can put it in her panani. Oh yes. And then when it someone tries to, you know, rape her, it like puts needles or something inside him or yeah, basically yeah, he yeah. can't get out. He has to go to the doctor to get it removed. Yep. And then they will know that he raped someone. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I think that's very clever. But the only annoying thing is the fact that, again, we as women have to put something inside us in order for men not to rape us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just mad. But yeah, but Bangladesh, like, they did, pro- obviously, they had to do a lot of protests and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, no mercy for rapists and whatever, whatever. So yeah. I'm just glad, you know, something's getting done because we had, there was a high number of rapes um, in Bangladesh. Why so do you think, think that is, though? Why do you think that in these foreign countries, including mine, right? why do men because of course they do it here you know yeah but back back home i just never thought of someone raping someone in back home i don't know why i just never thought about it. it's only till i got older and i started reading things and hearing things i'm like oh my god that shit happens in my country too like i got shocked because i feel so safe to walk out at night over there I don't yeah. feel like, oh, I can't... I just don't feel that way. And I thought it's because everyone's like a family person, but they're clearly not. No, they're scared for their life. It scares me because no matter where you think you're safe, you're not. You're not safe. Nope. So to then change the age of consent, I just think, obviously, 
regardless of the age of consent, rape is rape, you know? Exactly, But yeah. the fact that if you're going to change it to 14, scary for me. It's way too young. Can you imagine way your son young. when he turns 14? Oh, God. Don't, and, I he, don't and he's with a girl that's 14. Uh, he's with a girl that's 17. Mm. It happens, you know? It does. Then, how are you going to feel? Would you feel like he's being violated? 100%. Even though he's a guy? Even though. Yeah. No it's crazy, way. right? So they shouldn't. They shouldn't. No, definitely not. It's a no, no from me. <laughs> it's a no, no from me too. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Um, I know I shouldn't. Maybe some people don't don't think it's a big deal, but change it to eighteen. You know, change eighteen's it to 18. a good age. People, people are regardless of the consent. People are still going to have sex. That's it. You know, regardless True. of that. But I think 18 is a good number. It's a good age. <laughs> but it's like with America. Like, why is it to 18 and not 21? Because 21 is when you can do, when you can buy drink. alcohol and drink and stuff. Yeah. That is so weird. I don't understand the Americans, but you know. <laughs> but we were doing the same. 16. Well, 16, you were allowed to buy fags here. Cigarettes Oh, yeah, and back alcohol. in the days. Yeah. Not, actually, no, not alcohol. Alcohol's always been 18. 18, yeah. But back but in the days, you was able to buy cigarettes. At 16, at 16. yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then when we turned 16, it changed to 18. Yeah. I was so annoyed. (laughs) I was so annoyed. (laughs) But alcohol, yeah. It was, it's technically alcohol. You can, you can drink alcohol when you're like 14 with your parents at home. You're allowed Mm. to have like a glass, but come on, the government's not going to be checking your police. They're not going to be checking you. Yeah. Every single home, like, let's just see. This isn't like certain countries, like in Malaysia, for example, in Malaysia, if you book a hotel with a boy, um, they have to check that you're married. You're not allowed to stay together if you're not married. Wow. And they check on the doors. They knock on the doors. Oh, shit. The police or security, whoever they are, they knock on the doors, they check. And I know it's a Muslim country, but they are strict. And you you can be put to death for that kind of stuff. So no fornication, no adultery, no none of that before you're married, you know. So, yeah, they will check up on hotels, knocking on the door. Are you married? And except for if you're like a foreign person, you know, like you've come on holiday. That's mad. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? How in this yeah. country, obviously, you can do whatever you want, technically. Yeah. You can fuck whoever you want, married or not married. Exactly. So, it's, yeah, you know, there's countries that do other things. And I think we should be protecting our young. That's all. Mm-hmm. We should be I protecting agree. our young. But, yeah. Anyways, right. Shall we get on a dilemma? Um, yes. So, the title of this email is My Boyfriend is Depressed. Hello both. Long time lurker, but figured it was time to send you an email because I can't handle what's been going on in my life recently. Long story short, my boyfriend of two years developed depression last December, which has put a huge strain on our relationship. Last week, he told me that he doesn't know whether he loves me or not. He just doesn't feel any emotions. He's been on antidepressants for a month now. I really don't know how to move forward. I love this man to death and I'm sure he loves me too, but I can't find myself to be with someone who doesn't love me now. Wow. That's hard. Depression is really bad. I like it affects people in different ways, and people act differently when they're depressed, don't they? Yeah. Um. Some people just go out of control, and mm-hmm. some people just go in a shower and don't they don't want to come out. Exactly. Um, I think the best thing is to just give him some space. Yeah. But still be there for him. Don't go sleep around with other people, and you know whatever. If you truly love him, which you say you do, give him some space, mm-hmm. and let him figure himself out. Yeah. And then just kind of pop in every now and then just to see if he's okay, if he needs to talk, because that's the most important thing. 
he needs someone to talk to. Yeah, but men really struggle to talk. Yeah, you but know, you need to just open that up. Yeah. You know? Antidepressants should really be helping him, though. A lot of my friends that I know that have been on antidepressants, this really helped them. Mm. And it's a myth that they're addictive because they're not, apparently. It's a myth. Um, okay. But it helps them. And slowly, slowly, if he's been on it for a month, slowly, slowly, that should be able to help him. Mm. So, yeah, it's just, it, that should be helping him. But what Tam said is right. You should give him some time. Don't be naggy. And I know it can be so difficult when you want to express something, when you're feeling something. So, for example, you might be annoyed with him. Mm. You know, because it's normal. You might be annoyed because he's not giving you anything back. And then no you might attention. feel like you want to nag him. Yeah, no attention, no nothing. And you just feel lonely in, in your own relationship. So you kind of don't know what to say, but then you do want to say something. You don't want to be rude. You know, I've been mm. there. You don't like, want to trigger my... it. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. You don't want to trigger it. I've been in my relationship. My partner um, struggles to open up and he struggles to talk about his feelings and if he's feeling a certain way I've learned over the years how to deal with it but at the beginning I used to be like what the fuck is wrong with you you know I didn't really quite understand Mm. until I was having my own anxiety and started to realize actually you know everyone deals with certain things differently yeah yeah so how did you deal with it then I'm not gonna lie it wasn't easy because the way I am I can be a bit rude without realizing so I just said to him as the years went on I realized when he was going through a depression stage where he was feeling really low, um, he would change. His attitude would change. He would just be really just down about things. And he would try and act happy. You know how you do? Where you're, <laughs> yes. I know you, where you just yeah. act like everything's fine. You know, no. yeah. And I catch you in a minute where you're just down all of a sudden. Yeah. I can just see it in your face. He's exactly the same. Like, okay. he'll be fine. And then I look over and I just see his face. I'm like, oh, shit. So I would just stay quiet. And then I'll try and talk about things that are happening to me, for example. And then he'll be like, oh, yeah, try and give me advice. And I'll be like, okay, so how are you feeling? You know, so I would, I would open up about myself mm-hmm. and then slowly get him to open up. Yeah. About himself. But he still wouldn't be, like, as open as me, you know. Mm-hmm. But now I've got to, we're at a stage where we're able to talk to each other. And I'll say to him, okay, you know, what's bothering you today? You know, what, what what's wrong? And he'll say whatever it is. And he might not tell me the whole thing, but he'll say something. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, okay, then, well, is there, what can you do about it? And then he, he will say something. If he can't say something, then I'll give suggestions. That's it. That's all I can do. I think that's the that best thing to do because that's how I would respond. Yeah. That's exactly how I would respond. Like, I, you know, I've, I've suffered from depression in the past and, you know, it was it was very bad. Um, but I was always mm-hmm. the kind of person who kind of put a, a smile on my face in front of people because I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. I didn't want pity and all of that stuff. And, yeah, and that's basically what I needed is someone to just kind of change the subject or find solutions you know, be yeah. a problem solver, not a problem creator, as I'd say. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how I kind of overcome it, you know, gradually. Mm. And I think that's in a relationship as well. It's it's very difficult because you want to, you, you you know, you need the attention. You want the, the loving and you want all kinds of things, you know, but it's difficult to get that out of someone who is suffering from depression. So to the girl who's at the email, like I said before, you need to show that you're there and like make them aware that you're not there for just the attention like you're Mm, there to console them to love them to nurture them and all that stuff and I think that should be number one you Mm, know I agree yeah that will prove your love as well and this can overcome it 
you know maybe he just needs that but not to be smothered yeah not to be smothered some people don't like that shit maybe you can also ask him you know have a conversation with him where you just say listen i just want you to know that i don't need you to say anything to me i just want to let you know that i'm here to support you so whenever you need me you know let me know i'm not forcing you to open up or none of that kind of stuff but i just want you to know i'm here Mm-hmm. I'm here that's even all if you it's need. something small yeah literally because the antidepressants will slowly slowly start helping him mm. you know that's what they're made for and if they're not working then he's go back to his doctor and get other ones you know um, yep. and go with you him know, it's his choice yeah go with him and do what you need to do to support him if he I think it'd be good to go with him try and see if you can get some counselling for him if, mm. if that's a really tricky one with guys I think but if you can get him to you know what I would suggest is like doing those act like um like activities where you like I know there's one in London where you can throw stuff like kind of vent your anger out. Oh yeah, that's a good one for guys. I'd say. Yeah, I think I that's really a good one. Go there. Oh, so do I. You literally smash shit up. Everything, yeah. I know I'll pull a muscle though. <laughs> yeah. I know I'll pull a muscle. I'd go You're like, like oh, my back, my back. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've already got back problems. I'm only fucking twenty nine, but yeah, oh, um, but yeah, that's yeah. not a good thing to suggest. Just like, just do activities, kind of keep him calm, and he will overcome it. Yeah, you will have good days and bad days. That that's mm-hmm. how depression works. You know, yeah, you have a week where you're shit, like proper shit, and then you have one day where you're really good, and then you go back down again. That's exactly. how it works. It sometimes it's constant for some people, where it's like a whole month, and that's really really hard and harsh yeah. but most of the time depression is up and down up and down but it's always there and that's yep. when someone's depressed sometimes you know when people are like oh, i'm feeling depressed today you know yeah you get those moments but true depression is when you feel it every day yeah and if something triggers it yeah and he needs to figure that out what is it that's triggering you sometimes it's just life life can be so depressing sometimes mm-hmm Sometimes you think, I didn't choose to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. I've never me. <laughs> said that before. Never. Yeah. But you know. it's, it's true. You know, we didn't choose to be here. But at the end of the day, we are all winners. Because that sperm. Yeah. You know, that one. That's all it took. We are winners. <laughs> <laughs> we are the fastest swimmers. <laughs> exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. Depression is a bitch. And it's, I find... Not that I distinguish the difference between men and women, but I think with men, it's more harder. I do feel really sorry for men yeah. when it comes to that. I just wish that we come to a point in this generation where men feel comfortable enough to talk about their feelings. Mm-hmm. You don't need to man up. It's okay. Yeah. Like, always you know, care about their image to other people. Yeah. I hate that. And that's how the way they're brought up. I mean, you don't bring your son up like that. I don't think you'll bring up your son. No. To be like, be a man. No, no, no. <laughs> you're not allowed to share your feelings but then again he's being raised by a lot of women around him so yeah exactly yeah it's a good thing it's a really good thing a man that's intelligent in his emotions mm, it's a great thing definitely so yeah that's it really there's what else can you do that's it Support. be supportive be loving yeah. be caring and just be there and if it gets too much for you then you need to take a break mm-hmm. you know because then you you'll end up in the same time. boat as him exactly that's why psychiatrists have their own psychiatrist you know Mm. you need to have someone else that you can turn to and someone that can support you mentally because if you don't you'll be screwed as well Mm -hmm. 100 percent. it's kind of mad but yeah well um hopefully that gives you some sort of reassurance um and i know this what i'm about to say might be so hard but you don't need to stay with him 
if you don't want to stay with him. If you think it's really going to affect you, mm. you don't need to be there. True. I know that sounds so harsh because you love this person and you should be there for that person. But at the end of the day, that's up to you. Don't be with him just for the pity. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't be with him just because you feel sorry for him. Yeah. You can love someone, but it doesn't mean you have to be with them. That is true. You know? So really think about it. Maybe he, maybe it's good for him maybe not to be in a relationship and to focus mm. on himself. Yeah. Maybe just being he, a friend is, is something exactly. that he just needs. Yeah. Because imagine like he he pushes you away and then he becomes better and then you've gone down and then he's like, you know what, actually I don't want to be with you anymore. Imagine that. So it's you kind don't of like... Go down that road. Yeah. You know, like we would say, it's your choice. Make the choices for yourself, for your mm-hmm. own life. But just consider that. Like deep down, do you want to stay with this person? You know, I don't know if that's a bit harsh for me to say. No, it's true because that's going to be a very <laughs> tough journey and yeah. she needs to be prepared for that. Did she know? say how old she is? No. Oh, okay. Not that it matters, but I'm just, you know, yeah, yeah. Them, you know, it's, yeah. Well, good luck to you. And just remember yeah. to stay healthy within yourself. That's the number one. Because if you're not healthy, how are you going to help him? Exactly. Totally agree with that. Oh, that was quite sad. Yeah. <laughs> But by the okay. way if you're new i'm not laughing because this is funny <laughs> yeah no it's the nervous laughter we all have it right i don't think we all do tams oh okay then we just we, i don't think everyone laughs at things that are not meant to be laughed at i mean i do it i know me i try not do. to but you know i, really I can't help it. i remember one time we nearly got in a crash with my dad uh i was in the car and i just started laughing he's like this is not funny and i was like i can't help it like, I don't find any of this funny at all. It's like when we nearly crashed just to go to Burger King. Do you remember? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, guys. Basically, we, this is when we was in uni. And I only had, like, a Persia 206, okay? Like, crappy little car. Well, to me, crappy little car. And the first time car. <laughs> yeah, first car. And I was in the third lane. And the service station was coming up. It was Winchester. And <laughs> um, I said to Nora... Do you want to get something to eat? And this girl was umming and ahhing. I was like, dude, you need to hurry up. The service station is coming up. Do you want me to get in? And at the very last minute, when, you know, the hatch, what's it called? The, um, The yeah, yeah, yeah. That was coming up. Mm -hmm. She said yes at the last minute. So I had to cut in all three lanes and get into the service station. And there was a moment of shock, but then all of a sudden we just started bursting out laughing because we're like, yeah. we could have just died. I don't think yeah. I even saw. The car went from side to side. Yeah, literally. It was something out yeah. from fucking Fast and Furious, I'm telling you, because <laughs> I didn't even check to see if there's any cars. I was more focused on getting that food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking, guys. That's how bad it was. This Obviously, I'm a more careful driver now. I don't do that shit. I look yeah. at both mirrors. We was young. Mirrors. We was 18. You see? 18. We still yeah. stupid. <laughs> I know. I know. And I had only like got my license like a couple of months before yeah but i was i think i was a decent driver because obviously i was i was you know I used to take my dad's car out and whatnot but yeah anyway <laughs> yeah, which, yeah no, that's a story for another day <laughs> yeah that's another day yeah um yeah. so yeah Mad that's times. true we did start laughing but none of that situation was funny but no times have this thing and i know other people do as well but i've never really met other people that laugh when things are not funny 
except mm. for me. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm really sorry. I'm not laughing at your situation. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm so nervous. It's making me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I totally get it. So, yeah, for just, you know, I know our long-term listeners, they already know this, but yeah. anyone that's new, he's probably thinking, oh, my God, they're so rude. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we're really not. It's just, no, we just, um, you know, it's just one of those moments where you don't yeah, have to respond and how you don't have to react. Yeah, you know, like when you meet someone new or something, or you, I don't know, you have to speak on the phone to someone, they make like a dead joke, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that, <laughs> yeah. but it's just, it's, yeah. It's those sort of laughs, exactly. Couldn't put a pet in myself, seriously. Yeah, or <laughs> when you go way. to work, you know, when you join someone new and you're like, ha 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 ha, so yeah. funny, but really, it's nothing <laughs> is funny at all. Yeah, nothing at all. You don't find it funny, you're just, you're just lying to yourself and trying to be a different person at work because you're like, ha, that's so hilarious. Exactly. Like, Mary, yes, Elizabeth, that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, the scenes where, is it, what's it called? Like, you know, the hay ball. What's it called? Like, you know, like in the Wild West movies, and you just see like a hay oh, thing yes, walking, yes, rolling past. Round, What's yeah. it called? What are they called? I don't know. I don't know. Haystack. <laughs> Is it called a haystack? I don't know. Well, one of those, I you guys know. know what I'm on about, and they're just going, rolling around. And it was just here's the wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically like us. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's funny. But, but well, yeah. Should we wrap this up now? Yes. Uh, so keep sending in your emails. You can find our email in the description box wherever you're listening from. And follow us on our Instagram at real underscore life scenarios. We'll catch you in next week's episode. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.